Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Live and Learn. And in last week's episode, I talked about how and why standards aren't a curriculum. And I've gotten lots of awesome feedback from lots of you listeners. So thanks so much for that. That's always helpful. Um, but I talked about how and why standards aren't a curriculum, that they're instead the engine that should drive curriculum choices. So what then does one choose in a good curriculum? What does curriculum even mean? Gosh, I'm taking us deep here. What is a standard? What is curriculum? What are we, you know, wh- where are we going with this? Where, where are we headed here? So standards work, which is a leader in educational research and practice here in the U.S., um, including they've, they've led the body of work uh, for the CCRS in adult education. And you've probably heard mention of the American Diploma Project way back in 2002 that actually went on to provide evidence of the need for the Common Core State Standards. Yeah, that standards work. Um, They have a lot of research out, including a study of theirs from March of this year. It's called What We Know and Where We Need to Go. And that was completed by David Steiner of Johns Hopkins. And it highlights the fact that the term curriculum is a loose one. And we know this to be true. When I'm talking with the many people I work with across the country, I find this in my own conversations. Most people reference a particular resource or a student workbook as the curriculum. But knowing what actually makes for an effective curriculum wasn't really studied closely until recently. Now in adult education, often curriculum seems to be even more loosey-goosey. Curriculum is really just a collection of resources that comprehensively and cohesively move students through content. So it must be a descriptive, coherent progression of content that matches student learning with activities and assessment that supports such learning. So recently published in a book, borrowed from online or assembled into lesson plans that are standards-based, it really makes no difference. But it is more than pulling Common Core Basics Book 1, let's say, off a shelf and handing it to a student. Common Core Basics Book 1, if that is even such a resource, is not a curriculum. It's a resource and a curriculum, at the very least. So how do you know what to use without some sort of guidance from a curriculum map at the very least. But rare is the agency or school district that provides its teachers with a curriculum or even a curriculum map. So then what's a new teacher or new at heart teacher to do? Now say it with me now, livers and learners. Wait a minute, I think I just called you a liver. (laughs) Sorry about that. Go back to the standards. For your grade level you teach, or the NRS levels in adult education, what are the skills that students must demonstrate proficiency in before they can be deemed ready to deemed ready to progress? Now there are lots of alignment tools out there for resources. Achieve the Core has the best one. It's been also um, adapted by Lynx Octay for use in adult education. And that's the one I use the most. But on AchieveTheCore.org, you can just do a search for resource alignment tool, and it'll pop right up. So again, that's AchieveTheCore.org resource alignment tool. There's also an Achieve, uh, Achieve Inc., which is Achieve.org. There are lots of things on there. Those are partner agencies, and so they have many of the same tools on there. So these tools help you look through resources to find evidence or lack thereof of the key advances of the standards. So just as a refresher for what those key advances are, A high-quality ELA resource will have extensive evidence of appropriate complexity, text-based questioning, and knowledge-building materials. 
And so an effective aligned math and math curriculum will have a narrow focus. So hint, the book won't be an eighth of an inch thick. It will progress coherently as the standards do. It'll allow students lots of time to learn new concepts, to practice them, and to apply them in new ways. So does it sound like already now that you're listening that one book can do all these things? Uh, no, bingo, you're correct. Hence needing a curriculum or set of materials and resources that coherently and cohesively build skills. So take a little walk through some of your favorite books using these tools as your guide and see how these resources stack up. It's time well spent, believe me. I spend a lot of time with folks doing resource alignment in person and virtually even. And it's, it's kind of like seeing eyes grow really wide sometimes with resources that people have been using for a long time and they're some of their favorites. They sometimes see that things align really well and they're pleased. Um, I had one lady back this fall who reviewed two books that she uses often and she literally threw the books in the trash as she was leaving because they didn't align at all to any of the standards upon which all of the assessments were based. So she was really taken aback by that, but was glad that she had that knowledge and stopped using them quite literally. So using the standards, identify the skills students need. So just highlight the verbs of the standards themselves to start. Then peruse some resources, books, problem sets, online articles on hot topics or career pathways, and make a plan for what you'll use to teach each skill that you've identified. You know, it's interesting though, however, there's a lot of extensive research being done to determine whether skills-based curriculum is enough. And the answer is probably not. But when you combine academic skills-based curriculum with soft skills, including critical thinking, using the, key using the key advances of the standards, not just the standards themselves as the basis, the whole picture comes into focus more clearly. I'd also argue that when people are starting from a place of no curriculum, skills-based curriculum is a quantum leap forward, while content knowledge-based curriculum is kind of the icing on the cake. So I get asked a lot, um, as I mentioned in the last episode, why there isn't a set curriculum, a national curriculum or an agency curriculum, let's say. Well, the problems are vast with what I call a socialized curriculum. For one thing, not all teachers have the same strengths and knowledge, and so it's really easy to build on and draw from others' ideas through lots of collaboration, and having a set curriculum restricts that somewhat. Some teachers prefer one method of teaching fractions, let's say, to another, and are vastly effective in their methodology. Standards Work Study has an interesting bit of information on page two, use of one curriculum across different sectors. And despite using the same curriculum, assessment results were varying. Additionally, this is where I see the largest problem with a socialized curriculum. There's the problem of implementation. I've been researching effective professional development models a lot lately, and the data overwhelmingly show that PD on instruction and subject content are the most important topics of PD, but implementation and follow through and long-term visioning for the effort is the single most important factor of success. So unless administrators are willing to make it happen rather than just expecting it to happen makes all the difference. It's the same with a curriculum. Rather than just handing someone a curriculum 
and saying, here, go teach this, the implementation of something of that nature would just be astronomically difficult um, because the implementation is vastly different from one agency, even one classroom, to the next. So to recap, start easy, start small. Start with the standards to identify skills that students need to learn and identify valuable resources that teach and assess those skills using one of those alignment tools. Then develop some sort of map or flowchart or master syllabi or course outline so that you can keep organized track of what you find to be most valuable for a particular skill and reference it. And wham bam, you've got yourself a curriculum. So just like in my approach to lots of other things, this stuff isn't rocket science. Yes, on paper there's a perfect way to do something. But even the research shows if you have the same curriculum as someone else, you're not going to get the same results. There are so many factors at play. Students are different. Teachers are different. Environments are different. Maybe you haven't had lunch today. Maybe your students haven't eaten yet. And they can't concentrate as well because they're hungry. There are so many elements at play here, so don't be hard on yourself. If you don't have a curriculum, again, start small. Start with those standards, identify skills that students need to learn, and get organized. Organization is half the battle. So start by getting organized after you've identified some things that you like. Jot them down. Say this is good for this skill, this is good for this skill, and move on from there. So next week, I take an abbreviated Thanksgiving dive into soft skills. But until then, keep up the good works. Keep up the good work, and thanks for listening. If you want to reference any of the things I've talked about today, remember it's achievethecore.org for that resource alignment tool. And check out standardswork.org. They're doing lots of really interesting things, and you can read the curriculum study all in its entirety on your own over at standardswork.org. Until next week, stay curious.